That's enough. enough. Look, you lazies, it's never enough. Come on. When I take a look at today's handiwork, all I can think about is a piece of cheese. So please? So you want to eat some cheese? Well, you need money to get the cheese, and we need Pikachu to get the money. Oh, logical. Now, if you want to get ahead, you got to work hard. You got to dig deep. Right. Huh? Perhaps we've dug through to the other side. They must want my shovel if that's true. They won't let go. I'm stuck as well. Yeah, it's like glue. Maybe they know we ripped off the most expensive shovels ever made. If so, then let's show them that you don't rob the robbers. I'll say this. With that grip, we might need a change of plans. Huh? Uh, did you hear that? Perhaps our aggressive stance has upset them. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their 30s talk about anime. Badoof? Badoof, Badoof. Badoof? He's Thurk. Badoof. Badoof, Badoof, Badoof. I am Thurk. <laughs> and Badoof, 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 Badoof. My name is Andy. Hey, guy. Hi, how's it going, man? It's going fantastic. It is. I'm so excited to have you here on this special episode. Um, how have you been? Uh, I've been well, actually. It's it's been an interesting couple of weeks. You know, just moved into the house, got all kinds of things going on. Yeah, yeah. You got it. You got a brand new house. Uh, I helped you move a few weeks ago. Uh, it's yeah. it, it's nice. I'm 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 happy for you. No, oh, thank you very much. You might be wondering, loyal fans, uh, why is it Thurk and I? this episode where is bill where is well you're not asking where's josh we you, you asked that for a well, while and you just kind of get used to it yeah that's a question everybody always asks and then they <laughs> just stop pretty much <laughs> um the reason why i've got thurk on here i asked thurk specifically if he would be willing to come on uh, and join me for a very special bonus episode um because just two days ago we're a little late on this but just two days ago there was a very very important holiday do you know what holiday i'm talking about what holiday we're talking about it's Badoof Day. July first <gasps> is Badoof Day. Uh, hey, we just played a Pokemon RPG last night. Uh, we this did. Is, it's it was so much fun. I enjoyed. It. I ran the game. It was an absolute blast. With no Pokemon in it. With barely any Pokemon <laughs> in it. There were Pokemon, but there were. There were. You just didn't have them yet, except for the Sunflower Pokemon. Um, if those of you who listen to the show, you know how much I love Pokemon. I talk about it all the fucking time. Uh, Thurk also is a fan of Pokemon, so I figure of instead of like forcing Bill to talk about Pokemon or trying to get Josh on to do anything, I would bring you on to talk about Badoof Day and a very special episode of the Pokemon anime featuring this little dude, Badoof. I want to start by just kind of saying, like, you, you know what a Badoof is, right? I do. I do. I love Bidoof. Um, can you, for our fans, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Can you just describe this beautiful beast known as Bidoof? Bidoof is, 
Oh, no, he's so fluffy and cute. He's a little brown, <laughs> like, beaver. I think the Pokedex describes him as the chubby mouse Pokemon. Yes! But he's basically a beaver without the tail. He's got the cute little buck teeth and everything. It's, he's adorable. I love him. He's a normal-type Pokemon, I believe. Yes. The the holiday introduced into Pokemon Go Bidoofs that have special moves, and that was exciting. Wait, okay, I did. I haven't played Go in a little while, and I missed that part of the celebration. Can you explain that a little bit? What special moves? I, I think they did two or three different moves. Uh, I have Bidoof that have Thunderbolt and uh, Ancient Power, maybe, or Superpower. One of those two. It was just if you caught Bidoof during that day then you would get a Bidoof that has a special move that he normally can't learn. That's awesome. That's so cool. Uh, I did not know that, but uh, that is really freaking cool. So I, uh, before we get into the episode, I, I thought we'd do something real quick. Now, I, I, I have not actually looked at these questions yet, but the Pokemon Company for Bidoof Day did a lot of different cool things. And one of the things they did on their website is they had a, a Bidoof quiz. Oh, uh, and I have not looked at these questions at all, but I figure maybe you and I together could try to answer these questions. Sure. Let's, let's give it a shot. I like trivia. All right. So question one, this is, it says celebrate Bidoof Day with the Bidoof quiz. What better way to celebrate than by taking the easiest quiz in Pokemon history? Oh, this might be too easy. We'll find out. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how this goes. So question number one, which Poke which normal type Pokemon is number 13 in the Sinnoh region Pokedex? I'm going to guess it's Bidoof. I'm going to guess it's also Bidoof. <laughs> Let's see the answer here. It is Bidoof. Bidoof is the correct answer. All oh, right. yay. We're not All right. Que- question two. Oh, boy. I see what's going on here. Question two. Which Pokemon evolves into Bibarel? I think that's Bidoof. That, that's blasphemy. You're never going to evolve your Bidoof. That's very true. Let's see the yes. answer. It's Bidoof. Uh, number three, name the Pokemon described in the Pokedex entry. It constantly gnaws on rocks and logs to whittle down its front teeth. It nests alongside water. Uh, that's ripped directly from the, the episode. I think they quoted that Pokedex entry for I think Bidoof. That, yes, so it's Bidoof, yes. Uh, every time you click to see the answer, it's a different picture of Bidoof, by the way. Um, I'll just read a few <laughs> more of these because I think I get what's going on here. Uh, which Pokemon has a name that rhymes with Shmidoof? <laughs> Oh my god. You know, someone got paid $130,000 a year to write this quiz. Yeah, no, for oh, for real. This is this is this is ridiculous. Uh which Pokémon puts in less effort uh than we did on this quiz? Snorlax. <laughs> I snow Snorlax, right? Uh which normal type Pokémon first discovered in Sinnoh can have any of these three uh abilities simple, unaware, and moody? Uh which Pokémon is known as the plump mouse Pokémon? There it is, not chubby plump. There you go. Um, finish this poem. Roses are red. Blank is brown. The end. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Bidoof for I reasons. Yes, it is, it is Bidoof. It is Bidoof. Which Pokemon does the following hard-to-believe Pokedex entry describe? Uh, with nerves of steel, nothing can perturb it. It is more agile and active than it appears. It's Bidoof. Uh, so uh, it goes on. There's a few other questions. My favorite is number 12 here. It just says Bidoof? Question mark? 
Badoof. Badoof. All right. Um, <laughs> Even so a Badoof could pass this quiz. If you got zero to four, it says, congratulations, you're perfectly captured the spirit of Badoof Day with your utter lack of effort. We couldn't be prouder. Five to eight, hey, you tried, which is more than Badoof can say. Nine to 11 points, uh, you sure put a lot of effort into this. Did you forget that this was a Badoof quiz? And then 12 to 13, in the spirit of Badoof, we encourage you to take the quiz again. And this time, feel free to get some answers wrong. <laughs> That's excellent. I love it. Oh, that's so good. Um, hey, today we're going to be talking about an episode of Pokemon uh, from the 10th season. There are a lot of seasons of this anime. Yeah, there are. Far too many. And the, the 10th season only encompasses Diamond and Pearl, apparently, which is kind of in the middle of the series. Right, and it's not even... I don't think they're the only ones. Doesn't Diamond and Pearl, like... Don't they have, like, two or three seasons of Diamond and Pearl? I think they do, uh, which is just wild to think that so much Pokemon can exist. Uh, so this is from the Diamond and Pearl series. The original dates in Japan of this season were September of uh, twenty. Uh, sorry, 2006 to October of 2007, and it aired starting in uh, April of 2007 on Cartoon Network in the States. Um, apparently, and this is this from Wikipedia, it covers the continuing adventures of series protagonist Ash Ketchum and Pikachu and his best friend Brock. Uh, the two meet the new coordinator named Don, who travels with them through Sinnoh and enters Pokemon contests. That's all you really need to know before getting into this episode. Right, yeah, there's not a whole lot of character development going on <laughs> no not really at all um but in this episode we do have brock brock is still around i i've always found the rotating door of like characters that wander around with ash a little confusion confusing they always have to have to have like one from the games right but apparently brock's along for the ride so i'm not i'm i'm a, I'm a brock fan so i'm okay with this so am i and, and you get to see a, a softer side of brock here like he always cares about pokemon but he does he does some sweet things in this episode, so... He really does. Uh, shall we get into the episode? Yeah, let's, uh, let's start this thingy. All right, so we start with a preview before the theme song, and I'm not sure how I feel about the preview and using previews, because it kind of gives away a little bit of what's going on. So we get some, like, dramatic music, and we see Team Rocket and our heroes being chased by a... What at first I thought was a fire-breathing Steelix... But later, I think they, they call it Hyper Beam. Yeah, it was definitely Hyper Beam. I pegged that right away. Okay. I, I was confused, in the at least in the intro. So I guess since for those fans that maybe don't know Pokemon as well, what is a Steelix? Uh, a Steelix is the evolved form of Onix. And he's basic, he looks pretty much the same. His head is a little more shovel-shaped. He is coated with steel. His body is harder than steel, as the Pokedex will tell you. Speaking of shovels... <laughs> Uh, there oh, are the three shovels. shovels sticking in his head. Uh, we will find out what that means in a bit. Um, but at the end of this preview, the Steelix is blowing shit up and to the dismay of an adorable group of Bidoof. Oh, Bidoof. And then we get our Pokemon theme song, which is very different from Season 1 and Season 2's I Want to Be the Very Best, like no one ever was. Um, before we jump in, do you have any thoughts on the theme song? I like it. Uh, I miss the... I want to be the very best. I miss that, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's a good song. It's a nice theme song for an anime. It, it fits. It's a little more energetic. It is. It is. It's a little more contemporary. Yeah. And, and I, I kind of dig that. I kind of dig that. Yeah. Uh, so we start the episode proper with Team Rocket. Yes, Team Rocket is still around, even though they're not in these games at all. They're still the, the kind of characters that apparently will make their way trying to find Pikachu in any season of this anime. Right. Uh, so we have Jesse and James and Meowth. If you don't know them, 
just just go on the internet. There's so many fun things with these characters. They're they are honestly my favorite characters from the entire anime. They are great, great villains. Uh, they they're the villains that you hate to love and love to hate. That's a really apt way of describing that for sure. So Jesse, James, and Meowth are digging holes, lots of holes, and. What they're doing it for, well, we find out a little bit later, and it's really anticlimactic, and it doesn't really play a part too much, aside from the kind of like the setting of the scene of what's going to happen in this episode. Um, they mentioned that, like, these holes reminded them of Swiss cheese, and they're hungry, but Meow says, no, we don't have any money, so we can't get any cheese, and we can't get money unless we get Pikachu. Fucking capitalism. Right. <laughs> the old Pikachu to cheese, like, you know. Classic yeah, I, I could just, I could see Meowth in a business suit at a board meeting. Look, Pikachu, <laughs> cash, cheese. I want the cheese. <laughs> For sure. So they're digging, and they're get they get their their, their shovels stuck suddenly. Uh, and being the brainiacs they are, they start postulating, well, what the hell is going on? Is Did we dig through to the other side, I guess, of the world? Like, these holes aren't very big. Yeah, yeah, um, a hole three feet deep. Yeah, uh, or, ooh, maybe someone knows that we ripped off the nicest shovels around here, so they're trying to steal them from us. Nope. It's a Steelix, a very yep. mad Steelix, who now has shovels in his head. Yeah, that does not feel good. I would not like to have three shovels wedged into my forehead. These must be really, really good shovels, though, if they could break through the steel. They are the most expensive shovels in the region. Apparently. <laughs> so, after being calmly thankful... That, you know, oh, it's just this rudely awakened monstrosity. They quickly realize, oh shit, what did we just do? And then they hoof it with Steelix in hot pursuit. Gotta love Team Rocket. Yeah, it's great. And uh, this is where uh, he launches a hyperbeam at him and then Meowth admonishes him. Was that hyperbeam really necessary? (laughs) I forgot how funny this anime is. It it, it misses a lot. But every once in a while there's just a, a choice moment where someone lets out a snarky line. It's great. It's excellent. It's good. Like like the right like you're right. The writing is somewhat cheesy sometimes, but you're right. Other times it's like, how in the world did they come up with some of this shit? It's so great. Right. That that line from Meowth reminded me so much of when I would play before I've was it uh, silver and gold, and mm-hmm. in order to get to the elite four, you had to go back through like route two or whatever it was. Yeah. So you would have I had my level fifty eight or whatever it was Gyarados, <laughs> and then I get attacked by a level two Pidgey. Hyperbeam. <laughs> Bye, Pidgey. I'm sorry, Pidgey. I'm so sorry for what's about to happen to you. I love those um, games. Yeah, <sighs> such good games. Very All right, what happens so. next? Well, we meet our heroes, and of course they're introduced by our lovely narrator, who is still around after ten seasons. Same narrator. It's great. Love that. Love that. Uh, we get a tiny bit of plot here. Dawn, who's a character from the video games, is apparently doing challenges with her Pokemon, uh, Pachi Risu who was an electric squirrel-type Pokemon. And we don't really understand what those challenges are. I have not seen much of Season 10, so I don't know exactly uh, what they are, but um, apparently that's that's her deal. Yeah, I have. this is the first episode of Season 10 that I've watched, so I am not sure what the uh, the challenges actually entail. So. Well, not important in this episode, because no, they, no. But, they, but they are headed to another town for another challenge. Um, they would be, though, except they find a crying and injured Bidoof along the side of the road. Yeah, he's hiding behind a rock, and this, oh, look at that Bidoof. 
It's so cute. It's He's so got cute. a wound on his head. He does. He's got a little scratch on his head. And Brock just whips out, like you mentioned Brock and how, how, how kind he is here. He whips out a super potion, which, first of all, I don't remember them ever actually show, using potions or anything on this show ever. Um, I, they did a couple of times. I can't remember specific instances, but I remember them definitely referring to potions and, so, and using yeah. them. But this is the first time, like, you actually, and he's using a super potion on a I wild know. doof. I like, wrote that down. I said he wasted the damn thing. This thing does not have 50 HP. There's no way. He's got like <laughs> 20 at max. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love my, my favorite part of this is that Brock gives the, puts the bandage on his forehead. Uh-huh. Which obviously is to distinguish him later in the episode. Right. That was my immediate thought. I was like, okay, so this is just a plot device because there's going to be tons of Bidoof and we need to know which one is our injured Bidoof. Exactly. But it's also so cute because he gives him the potion and then the Bidoof like blinks a little bit and stops crying. He's like, oh, it doesn't hurt anymore. And then Brock just goes here and we'll place this right here and put, like puts it right on the middle of his forehead. And I'm like, aww. It's super fucking cute. Yeah. I love Brock. I do too. And Bidoof. And Bidoof. It's a this is a great this is a great episode already. Mm-hmm. It's got all the things that I I love about Pokemon. Right. Uh, Ash uses his trusty Pokedex, which tells us, "Quote: Bidoof, the plump mouse Pokemon. It gnaws on trees and rocks with its front strong front teeth and lives in nests near the water." Informative. Very informative. That's <laughs> we get at least two or three of these every episode of him. Like, right. I don't I don't know this Pokemon. Let's find out. Right. Which is weird because um. Well, well, we'll get to it in a second, but they do the same thing with the Steelix, and I'm like, they don't know what the Steelix is? Like, is this, didn't Brock is... have an Onyx? He did. <laughs> like, that was his main Pokemon. <laughs> so you'd think he might know, but I guess it is Ash. You know, I don't think it's Ash that brings out the Pokedex there. I think it's the, the girl. So maybe it was just, it was their vehicle to introduce because the girl doesn't know what a Steelix is, maybe. Oh, maybe. It's possible. It's possible. There's me point and counterpointing myself, by the way. <laughs> this is this is normal. <laughs> I do that if a you, lot. Anyone that knows Thurk, this is this is pretty normal. I'm used to this. I yep. love it. It's my thought process. I argue with myself till I'm right. Yep, that's you know, <laughs> it works. Uh so they note that there's no water nearby, so Badoof has to be lost. Although, even though they say that, then like two seconds later Brock is like, Hey, in this book here it says that there's a waterfall up ahead. And Badoof's like, yeah, let's go. I mean, he doesn't say that, of course, because he's just like, Badoof! Um, <laughs> yeah, Badoof! But they but they head off. Um, but at, they don't get very far, because cue the screaming and running Team Rocket. We don't even get time for a Team Rocket entrance, because Steelix is just barreling down at them. Mm-hmm. Move and it or is, lose it! Move it or lose it! This is where we get the Pokedex, as you mentioned, the entry for Steelix, uh, which is Steelix, the Iron Snake Pokemon. Strengthened by the pressure and intense heat of living underground, its body is stronger than steel. Steelix, one tough doggo. <laughs> yes. So uh, the heroes call Team Rocket out for kind of pissing off this big Steely boy. And James says that, hey, we were just building a few innocent pit traps. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, pit traps are so innocent. I love it. That's the only time we, we get references to what the fuck they were doing. Apparently they were just digging pit traps for Pikachu. Yeah, like a thousand of them down the road. Because yeah. that's effective. No one's going to notice. <laughs> and the best I could come up with is maybe they were thinking, okay, so they'll see the first pit trap and then they'll walk around it. And they'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, good thing we didn't fall into that pit trap and then fall into the next one. Which, to be I fair, guess. is a very anime thing. It is very anime. I love it. Yes. <laughs> And very suiting for 
these particular villains. 120% Sui for these ones. So we see the scene from earlier where they all run off and, uh, like, from the from the preview uh, all together. And then as they're running, they go, oh, my God, there's a fork in the road. And Ash is like, apparently because he can speak mouse, because he talks to Pikachu or understands Pikachu for as much as he does, uh, realizes that uh, this plump mouse says, hey, let's take the path to the left. So they run to the left and leaving the rockets behind a little bit. Ro- uh, Meowth and the rockets get blasted within their hyper beam. Uh, separating Meowth from, uh, with the good guys. Meowth goes flying and lands with them, and Team Rocket ends up kind of, like, lagged behind. That was kind of interesting. I I was wondering, like, what the whole point of that was, but I guess it has to do with the scene coming up in a second where Meowth is kind of standing with the heroes, talking to them. I like that. We, we You know, if you watch the anime at all, like, there are moments where... Because Meowth is a, is a fascinating character to me in the fact that he can talk first and foremost. Right, the the Meowth backstory episode of season one is my yes. favorite episode of Pokemon. It is excellent. It's very, very good. Very heartbreaking. Yeah, and and I find him to be because of that, and just generally just the way that he is. He's he's a very fascinating character in this. <laughs> he is the most well developed character in the entire Pokemon anime. Fight oh, me for sure. I, I you, don't. You can disagree. you can at me Thurk Harbaker at Twitter dot com. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Get into that fight. I want to see it. I want to watch it. Bring it on. While you're there, you can also like at Tuning Japanese on Twitter. Uh, so the Team Rocket realize uh, what's happening, uh, what happened to Mouth, rather, and we get our necessary Wobbuffet cameo for no reason, because I forgot <laughs> that they had Wobbuffet at this point, and Wobbuffet's only job is to just show up a couple times an episode going, Wobbuffet! Right, like, they, they got blasted away, and I'm, they did all three of them, whatever, and then I was like, there was no Wobbuffet anywhere. Like, what, no. the, <laughs> what the hell? Wobbuffet, apparently his special ability is, like, just... Cameos. Cameos. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. So we they arrive at the waterfall. Uh, and, you know, Badoof uh, kind of points out, like, hey, there's an opening that leads to the waterfall. Steelix can't cram through that. He gets in. They, 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 sur- they survive and get away from the Steelix. And uh, then we're introduced to... Tons of other little Bidoof emerging from these sculpted little bushes. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really cute. They look like uh like spheres with one little tiny slice cut off of an extreme section of them. Like those yes. uh at an angle candy bowls you'll see at the store sometimes. Yes. Oh, that's a good that's a that's a good uh description of them. I love yeah. this little village. Yeah, it's so cute and very I'm not sure. It's what I would think of as a Bidoof village, but I like right. it a lot. It's very hobbit holy. I agree. Uh, so the Bidoof are all afraid, of course, of the Steelix, who is now bashing at the entryway, trying to kind of make its way in. So the good guys kind of climb up the side of the mountain, like car- very cartoon scuttle style. Uh, uh-huh. And they note that the opening can't hold out much longer. And I have about 50 dirty thoughts, but I'm since this is a, a children's anime, I'm not going to present any of them here. Same, same. Um, even the design of the opening is a little questionable, if you ask me. I am right there with you. Watch the episode, see for yourself, folks. You you can make the call. So this is where Team Rocket kind of bumble into the scene. Uh, they just they literally are wandering right by the opening going, hey, Meowth, Meowth. Right, right. Where are it's you? Like, just happened to be knocked in the right direction. Yep, they get blasted over the wall uh, and land with a Bidoof. Uh, we, I, I love my favorite part of this episode is the tearful reunion from Meowth and and Team Rocket and the dramatic music that temporarily plays in the background. 
Right. It's it's like like four bars of just this like really over the top like <laughs> piano music. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, you've been separated for ten minutes. Right. Like <laughs> guys, really have a little chill. <laughs> Um, the Badoof are not as happy, though. They're ready to gnaw these people to death for pissing off the Steelix. Right, yeah, because th- this is their livelihood, and you just brought the dragon down upon them. Yeah, you don't do that. That's bad. That's very, very bad. So instead of doing anything to help, Jesse and James just decide, hey, check out these homes. Let's go Let's go chill in these Badoof houses for some <laughs> then reason. They, they curl up, and then uh, what happens next is they decide that they need to shore up the entrance, right? I think so, yes. Yes. Right. They ask Jesse and James to help, and they're like, we're too hungry, we're going to take a nap. (laughs) It's so Jesse and James. It is, it is so so Jesse and James. Uh, The Steelers comes back angrier than ever, and we're going to talk more about that plan, but first, I think we need to go to the break card. Break card. It's all about the challenges, it's a brand new game and a brand new world, new rivals, as you fight for survival, nothing can stop you, Diamond. Hey everyone, it's Andy, it's The Break Card, and thank you for listening to another episode of Tuning Japanese, where I hope you're really enjoying this bonus episode, because Thurk and I recorded it this morning on Saturday, hopefully it's going to go up Saturday, I should have it edited and finished up today, and we really enjoyed it. Badoof Day is a weird holiday that the Pokemon company made up for one of its, what some people would say, worst Pokemon, but I think it's one of the best. Uh, it's a fantastic day. It's a fantastic Pokemon episode. We didn't mention it in the episode, but you can also search for on YouTube on the Pokemon uh, International channel. They came up with like a Rickroll version of like 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 a Pokemon version of Rickroll with Bidoof, and it's really freaking amazing. You should go and listen to that as well. It's a thing of absolute beauty. If you're enjoying this episode and you're joining us for the very first time, thank you so much. Um, we are a podcast where normally it's myself and Bill and Josh, sometimes, talking about and reviewing episode by episode a number of animes. Uh, we have covered, oh gosh, what have we covered? We covered Trigon and Excel Saga and Gurren Lagan and uh, Wolf's Reign and One Punch Man, and we're currently covering Gungrave. We have, I believe, three episodes of the anime left to review. We couldn't get together to record this week, so uh, Thurk, who used to do the editing for uh, this podcast and is a good friend of ours, decided to jump on. And we had this little conversation about Pokemon from Diamond and Pearl. What a weird episode. What a weird anime. I hope you're enjoying it. If you want to support us, you can leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to this episode. Or if you have money that you're willing to throw our way, you can head to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get bonus episodes and physical rewards as well. I'm going to leave it here. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you enjoy the rest of this review, and we'll see you on the other side. We're back from the break card, and uh, so now they've got this angrier than ever Steelix. Not only is Meowth in there, but Team Rocket's in there, and they're the ones that jammed these shovels in its head. So now they got to hatch a plan. And this is where Dawn says, like, hey, what if I send my tiny little, <laughs> my tiny little penguin? Uh, yeah, yeah. I like how, well, Ash suggests it. And he's like, I have Piplup use Bubble Beam. And I'm like, Piplup versus a Steelix? Like, yeah, there's a type advantage, but oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so he's going to shoot bubbles at this ginormous metal snake. That should totally work. Right. It buys them some time, but unfortunately, Piplup runs out of power points. Ah, uh, just, just, just not enough pee-pee. 
not enough pee-pee from that penguin. <laughs> penguin out of pee-pee, and he collapses. Oh, he does. Um, while that's going on, they're basically, like you said, buying time for the Bidoof and the heroes and Meowth to work together to gather rocks and wood to build. At first, what I thought was going to be kind of, I mean, basically like a dam. Right. That's basically what it is. It's a big, like, log wall, like what you'd think for a log cabin. Yeah. And it's pretty fucking impressive. It is. I mean, they built this thing in like 15 minutes. It would take civil engineers a year to build that thing. And they'd still probably get it wrong. Yeah. So it all takes is, you know, a boy and his adult male friend and young girl and a bunch of beavers. Oh, and a, and a talking cat. And a talking cat. So, as you mentioned, the poor penguin can only spit so much before having to be shoved back in its ball. And, of course, Steelix breaks through the rock because, you know, it was going to happen. Right. It's going to happen eventually. But can't get past the wood. And I'm like, oh, my God, this this wood is, like, insane, like, how it can hold it back. Right. It does not last long, though. No, they uh, they hatch a plan to get the shovels out of his head. Yes. Yeah, what's the plan? Uh, so there's a ravine inside this little secluded area where the Bidoofs live, and they're going to somehow trick the Steelix into getting into this ravine so they can reach the shovels and pull them out. Which is an absolutely terrible plan, kids. If there's a giant steel snake, you leave it alone. (laughs) Don't try to precariously reach out over a 50-foot ravine to remove a thorn from its side. That's a bad idea. So they talk Meowth into jumping over the... (laughs) With no plan to save him. Like, hey, just jump out over this gorge and get the Steelix to follow you. Zero fucking plan. Zero fucking plan. Not even such a trust us, we won't let you fall. Like, just, hey, go do the thing. (laughs) So fucking good. So Meowth has become bait. Of course Steelix bursts through. Glad they spent all that time building that fortification. Um... (laughs) They needed the time to talk uh, Meowth into doing the really, really stupid thing. (laughs) Apparently they did. So Steelix locks eyes with Meowth and immediately starts giving chase. Because, of course, he's pissed at Meowth. Mm -hmm. Meowth makes a hell of a suicide dive across the chasm. He does. It's it's very, very 90s action movie where the, where the oh, camera's yeah. like at him. He's like doing the whole arm windmill thing, jumping in the air with the Steelix behind him. It's it's so cinematic. It is. It's great. Uh, Ash finally realizes, oh, I've got a plan. I got a fucking bird. <laughs> right. Maybe we should try this the first time. Uh, sends out Staravia to catch him and get him uh, uh, safely across the other side to Team Rocket. I, I do have to say this Staravia, I, f- I forgot to comment before, uh, in the first few anime, uh, seasons of this anime, if you encounter a bunch of Squirtles, they all kind of sound the same. They use the same voice actor for all of the mm-hmm. Squirtles. Yes. In this episode, I noticed all of the Bidoofs sound different. Like, there's yeah. obviously a, a, quote, daddy Bidoof. Bidoof, Bidoof, Bidoof. <laughs> and then there's like a little kid Bidoof. Bidoof, Bidoof, Bidoof. But, and then there's ours, who has a more level yeah. uh, Bidoof. Tone. Timber to his voice. But this Staravia, I don't know if it's intentional, but she sounds like a a 50 or 60 year old British woman. <laughs> Staravia! <laughs> Staravia! Staravia! I'm like, that's, that's weird, but it's, let's uh, go with it. It's like Luna from the old Deke Sailor Moon. It is! It's very similar voice. Now I'm going to have to look up who voice acted. <laughs> Not like they're going to credit one person doing Staravia. Right, right. Oh, Ash. You're a silly trainer. Um, <laughs> I love it. Okay, anyway, uh, continue with what's going on. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt oh, you. Oh, sorry. Back back to the... Oh, we're great. It's fine. I'm, I'm loving this. So Steelix plummets below. The plan works! 
It does. Staravia saves Meowth. Steelix ends up in the ravine. And the heroes jump down after it to get the shovels. <laughs> you could have done that from the ground, guys. You didn't need the yeah, ravine. It's so true. Um, but it does apparently knock the Steelix a little loopy. This plan might work, but <laughs> Meowth just lets Steelix have it. He's had enough. He's had a day. Uh-huh. And he just... Sh- shouts and there's like these uh like like animated even like like you know what to do in like like in, in cartoons where like you know the person's yelling and you see like the the the, the lines moving around where they're shouting mm-hmm. uh and basically saying like how could you pick on someone smaller than you and he starts making nasty faces and jesse and james like crawl out and they're like yeah and they make nasty faces as well <laughs> as if they had anything to do with anything except for pissing off the steelix to begin with also we get a Team Rocket speech, and I was a little upset. Yeah. Because it wasn't prepare for trouble. <laughs> Make yeah. it double. I don't even remember what they said, but it, I didn't it even like lot. what they said. It was. It was long. It just keeps going on. I was like, how did you guys prepare this? Is that why you took a nap? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, okay, we need a good speech. <laughs> they were just in there going over lines. <laughs> so that made me sad. Yeah. That was a little disappointing. Well, their speech and all the yelling and cursing and whatever wakes up the staggered Steelix. And apparently he shoots another hyper beam. I don't know how this thing has enough PP. Doesn't hyper beam have five PP? It does. If you take all the, like, the, the PP ups, like, you get eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, this is a powerful Steelix. It is. Uh, so they get blasted along with Wobuffet, and they're blasting off again. And that's the last we see of them. <laughs> Whoa, Buffett. <laughs> wow, Buffett. <laughs> Yep, that's it. That's uh, that's the end for Team Rocket. I'm sure they'll be back next oh, episode. Probably. Perfectly fine. Uh, so Steelix begins just wrecking everything. Like, he is wrecking shop, um, destroying the village. Staravia actually goes in and, uh, I think it's an Aerial Ace or something, and knocks one yep. of the shovels free. Use Aerial Ace to hit those shovels. And does. Successfully knocks one of the shovels off, but then immediately takes... Uh, a, a Steelix tail. Like Iron Tail or something? I, I assumed it was Iron Tail. The only reason I don't say it is Iron Tail is because usually when any other Pokemon uses Iron Tail, their tail glows first. True. Like, we're actually going to see that with Pikachu. Yep. Pikachu uses that here in a minute. So it might have just been a pound or a slam. Yeah. Slam, actually, that makes sense. Like a body yeah. slam or something. Yeah, poor Staravia gets knocked out and Ash is forced to return Staravia to the Pokeball for a nice long rest. A nice long rest. Everything will be fine. Definitely not killed like any Pokemon. Definitely did not get killed in the RPG that we played last night. No, uh, he's fainted. I'm going with that. <laughs> his body was not floating lifelessly down a river. He was totally just fainted. He'll wake up and be perfectly fine. He will. He'll, he'll eat a couple berries. He'll be good. It'll be fantastic. It was a wild game. We'll, we'll talk about that in a bonus episode at some point. Hey, sure. so speaking of Iron Tail, uh, Pikachu knocks out the second one, as we alluded to. But then he basically almost gets turned into Pika Paste. He does. Uh, what he, What did he get hit with? I think he just got, like, bashed to a wall. Oh, no, he was on his... He was uh, ran past them. He was running up Steelix's back, uses mm-hmm. Iron Tail on one of the shovels, knocks it loose, then skids forward onto Steelix's nose and turns back around. And as he's charging up the Iron Tail, Steelix headbutts the cliff. Oh, so And smashes scary. Pikachu. Oh. oh. Poor little Pikachu. Yeah, this I think this is the last major thing Pikachu does this episode. It is. Uh, so, the injured Bidoof from the opening 
tries to uh, like rouse up his friends with a with a you know a, a speech of impassioned speech of badoof badoof badoof. Yeah, you see him as uh as the uh, Staravia and the Pikachu are handling these shovels. It keeps cutting back to the our bandage faced badoof surrounded by all his Bidoof brethren and you can see him like coming up with ideas like if there was an anime equivalent of the cogs working in your brain they would have shown that symbol but there I guess there isn't but you can see it that's what's happening and he comes up he's Bidoof 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 and then all of the Bidoof dive onto the Steelix's head yes and they work together they do. They work together, and I think Brock is the one that points it out. They finally figured out that they have to stand up for themselves, and if they work together, their community is strong. This is your typical Saturday morning cartoon lesson. Yep, the moral of the episode the stated plainly in front of you. Exactly. The bad news, though, is we don't get the immediate removal of the shovel. They're trying really hard, but Steelix is heading toward the waterfall. I know. It's not good, good, going to be good for Steelix or the Bidoof, because that is no. a very long fall. Yes. Dawn notes, Steelix is weak to water, which Brock is like, we don't have time to fuck with water, with type weaknesses, you nerd. Just, like, let's focus on, like, saving the Bidoof. Right. And uh, Ash summons Turtwig. A super overpowered, apparently, starter here. <laughs> right. Uh, to use Razor Leaf to slow down the Steelix. Yes. Tiny little leaves pelt this thing and stop him in his tracks for a little while, buys him a little bit of time, until, with one final concerted effort, on the brink of the falls, the Bidoof pull and free the shovel, the last shovel, from the Steelix's head. Yay, Bidoof! They did it! Bidoof, Bidoof. Bidoof, Bidoof. Oh, so good. I love Bidoof. I'm so proud of them. I am unbelievably proud of these Bidoof. So Steelix wanders off, apparently fine now. His, his temper tantrum is over. Yeah, this is... <laughs> in any story, this is my my least favorite thing, where at the end of the story, there's some thing that just makes the bad guy change his mind. Like, I get it, he was upset because of the shovels, but he's still going to be a little upset. Like, could you have Brock talk to him, maybe? Or, right. something. you know, like, give me a little something here, guys. Nope, a little bit just of... going to wander off. They put almost as much effort into that quiz as they did into this episode. <laughs> you're you're not wrong. We get our restatement of the message about love and friendship at the end. And the, the, the team just kind of ignores the settlement being obliterated. Just kind of like, eh, fuck staying and helping. Let's keep going. The yep. Badoof are happy. The, the Badoof are good. They'll rebuild it. They've got nothing else to do. <laughs> and that's the episode. Yeah, it was. It, it was satisfying. It was good. Yeah. Despite me complaining about the ending yeah uh by the way i don't think i mentioned at the beginning this is uh, i mentioned season 10 this is episode 23 if you want to google this uh there's a pokemon uh on the pokemon website there they have a tv thing where you can watch old episodes uh it's season 10 episode 23 which is titled faced with steelix determination is the name of this episode if you want to go watch it for yourselves um yeah no this, this is fun i thought uh this would be a fun sort of mini bonus episode review that we could do, put up on the main feed uh, in celebration of Badoof Day and the fact that we didn't also get a normal uh, review of Gungrave out this week. Uh, and I am really excited that you joined me for this. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, th this is great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Um, so I think that about does it for Tuning Japanese this week. Uh, once again, we are two guys here just talking about Pokemon. And uh, my name is Andy. And my name is Slurk. And we'll see you next time. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Tuning Japanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. realize they have to stand up for themselves. And wow, look at them go! Here we go!